0: That is the, listen, somebody asked me, what is the greatest thing you've ever done? I said, I wasn't shown the door. I asked where the exit was. I wasn't shown the door. And you know how it is that most people, cause it took, listen, it took me doing the NFL to realize I can do it. But man, I don't, I don't want to be a hall of famer. I don't need a gold jacket. I mean, with Champ Bailey, the Champ Bailey won one One was in the hall of fame. In 2019, he was at the Florida-Georgia game in the – he was at the Florida-Georgia game in the parking lot with his gold jacket on, and nobody cared. That's Champ Bailey, one of the greatest cornerbacks. So, for me, I'm a country boy. The essence of who I am is never going to be about an accolade that I attain. I mean, I went into the Florida-Georgia Hall of Fame, and I didn't even know what the Florida-Georgia – I didn't even know that was a freaking thing – I saw Jabbar Gaffney and, and uh, Chris Lee get, get inducted in 2015. I said, congrats, Chris, congrats, Jabbar, Jabo. I reached out to the Georgia Florida Hall of Fame committee and say, man, if my name ever come up, it's 2015, 2016, they called me. Hey, Ben, congratulations. I'm like, dude, y'all y'all some pranksters. woof, that is good. I went in with Vern Lundquist. You know what I'm saying? I so, Big time. So, Dale, man, my, my life is a dream, man. I just get to live it and... The NFL was an incredible experience. The NFL taught me how to do what I'm supposed to do, when I'm supposed to do it, how I'm supposed to do it, no excuses. The, the NFL stands for not for long.
1: Second down and goal from just inside the two. Backs offset. Sharga and Armstead. Rollout. Walker still running out. Looks to the left. Wide open. Thompson touchdown. Colin Thompson with the touchdown. There was nobody within 20 yards. Of that. A catch off the bobble. Colin Thompson scoops it up. walking quarter, the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. The first NFL touch for Colin Thompson is a score. say,
2: so they left behind. Welcome back to another episode of Not For Long Media. Wow. Episode 17, I say it every time, but it's like our little baby, and it's just chugging along, man. It's chugging along. I'm here with Justin Ayers. We're we're getting ready for another This
3: Justin segment. Justin, how are
2: you doing, my friend?
3: I'm good. I'm excited for this, Justin. I'm excited for the interview we have this week.
2: Yeah, Ben Troop. Ben Troop. So, for those that aren't Gator fans, you may not know who Ben is. Ben was second-round pick before Kyle Pitts this year a tight end from Archbishop Wood, where I went to high school, and then obviously Florida Gator All-American, Mackey Award winner, highest drafted tight end uh, in NFL history. Uh, Ben was the highest drafted tight end in Gator history before Kyle was. So Ben was drafted by the Tennessee Titans in the second round. Uh, Ben went on to have a great NFL career for about five or six seasons then bounced around a little bit, but but really – cut his teeth in the league with the Tennessee Titans. He tells stories about that. He was an All-American with the Florida Gators. He's got some Ron Zook stories. He's got some Steve Spurrier stories. He's now a motivational speaker, an author, an ESPN radio host, a philanthropist. He's just a great, great guy. He's so quotable. Our team at Not For Long Media loved them, Justin, because when we're putting together the social media clips and we're putting together all the work that you guys do behind the scenes that no one really can see to make it look great, Make me sound great, even though I'm not. And, you know, all these different things. Ben was just extremely quotable.
3: He was. And I, I think the cool part about listening to him talk about the NFL stuff in particular is because sometimes you look at like a guy's pro football reference page. This was the first thing I did. And like you see like the, the tail end of his career, like, you know, a couple different teams. And you're wondering like what happened? Like, what was the story behind all that? And like sometimes, you know, Wikipedia doesn't tell that story or pro football reference doesn't tell that story. But to hear him say just like at the end, I was like, I'm good. Like, you don't, you know, I thought that was interesting to hear.
2: Yeah. You guys are going to hear what Ben's thoughts were when he went, when he got an invite to uh, the Cardinals and worked out with the Cardinals and he made the team and he told them, I'm not going to say it, but you're going to have to listen to find out. So a great interview with Ben again, Florida Gator, all American, uh, the original number 84 tight end for the Gators. And now it's become a, a big tight end number for the Gators because of Kyle Pitts, not because of me by any stretch. Like I said, on the podcast, uh Three games, maybe about, I don't know, 20 plays total as a Florida Gator. So uh, thanks to Ben Troop. And thanks to our sponsors, Wealth Advisory Services. Over 100 years of experience when it comes to investing your money. Wealth Advisory Services, if you don't know them, you should. They're located in Doylestown, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, my hometown. Paul, Dave, and the gang over there right again in Doylestown. Very accessible by phone, but also in person. It's really great location when you come to Philadelphia area. They're also located in Cape May, New Jersey. They have an office. So if you're down the shore, if you're up home outside of the Philadelphia area, like I said, Paul, Dave, and the crew there with over a hundred years of experience, it's a first-class approach to managing your wealth, Services.com. Original Fudge Kitchen, 50 years of experience, 50 years of making the best fudge at the Jersey Shore They just do an unreal job. Everyone I talk to across the country, this is the best fudge I ever had. I brought it down here to Carolina. The people in the facility absolutely love it. Coaches, players, trainers. I'm handing it out. You get a pack of fudge. You get a pack of fudge. You get a pack of fudge. The quote, the great Oprah Winfrey. Now she was talking about cars, of course. So the original fudge kitchen, check them out. Fudgekitchens.com. They ship fudge across the country. Father's Day is coming up next week. Take care, Pop. Send them a little bit of fudge. There's nothing better than some great fudge. They have a bunch of different candies too. So fudgekitchens.com, check them out. And then our friends over at the great Cape May Brewing Company. I'm down in Carolina now. I can't wait to be home at the end of this week when we finish mandatory minicamp and I get to go back to Cape May Brewing Company and hang out with the folks over there, Ryan and his team. They do a fantastic job. Second largest brewery in New Jersey, other than Anheuser busch That's Budweiser, folks. That's big time. So they kill it. They do a great job. They support local business. They bring tons of business to the area of Cape May. And the best part about it is they have a beer for everyone, a flavor for everyone. This is not just a, your, you know, your typical beer hall where it's like, you know, you, uh, where it's just your lagers or whatever it may be or your heavy stouts. They have light beers, they have seltzers, they have, they just really have everything. They just kill it. And if you're located in all Delaware, eastern part of Pennsylvania and all New Jersey, you can get Cape May brew. Obviously, if you're in Cape May, you can pick it up anywhere jersey shore you can pick it up anywhere you're going to buy your local beer also it's conveniently located at the cape may airport wildwood airport uh, right up the street from lower Cape May regional high school where i coach football right down the street where i work out at hanley strength shout out to you guys um so it, it's a great location and, and absolutely love what they're doing so we're going to send it over to justin and this justin segment
3: all right Three things for this, Justin, for this week. First up, in the NFL realm, uh, EA teased the Madden cover for this year. They put out a a teaser photo. They had a picture of two goats, and people are trying to figure out who the two goats are. People are thinking it's going to be Brady and Mahomes. There's kind of like a big goat and and like a slightly smaller goat under it. Uh, I don't know. It's Brady was just on it in 2018, and I think Mahomes was last year, so... I, I, they're just recycling athletes at this point. But when you when you hear two goats and you're thinking football players, who, who do you think's going to be on the Madden cover? I mean, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, you would assume offensive skill positions, right? Quarterback or offensive <laughs> skill position. Who's going to the Hall of Fame this year? Peyton Manning? Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning is. So Peyton Manning's going to be on it. But I feel like the Peyton Manning talk, who was my favorite player growing up, it's just he's compared to Tom. And, you know, Tom has surpassed everyone, not just Peyton. Um, so, I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they put Peyton on there. Uh, I think Peyton Manning could be a good one. Uh, it just depends who's going on in the Hall of Fame. You know, it, it's an easy sell at the Hall of Fame. Buy your copy and have Peyton Manning sign it, and all of a sudden they're just selling copies of it. So, I don't know. Peyton Manning would be my guess. I, I, I don't know about the next one. Um, two goats. I mean, that's so broad. The game has got so much history. Uh, what are your thoughts?
3: Well, I think it's probably, you know, the betting favorite right now is probably Brady and Mahomes, but I think if they want to do something cool, they could do Brady Manning. I think that would be cool. I always say Peyton Manning, who's my favorite player when I was growing up. Uh, he's the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. We don't need to talk about the postseason; doesn't matter. Uh, so I, yeah, that's what I, I'm a big pay, pay guy myself, but yeah, well, it's just like they use the same athletes every year and like, you know, they haven't had defense in a while. So I don't know, maybe, maybe something like that.
2: We'll see. Maybe like, uh, a Reggie White or an LT or a, we'll see. Interesting. We'll keep everyone posted on that, of course. We'll retweet it from our site. Post it on do Instagram. I,
3: do NFL players like do you guys play Madden? Is that do you know like do you guys? I folded play, it, it in with size?
2: I I folded it in with the video games because I've become addicted. Everyone plays like Fortnite. Uh guys play Madden. Guys play okay. Madden. I hear guys talk smack about Madden, but everyone's big Fortnite, every bit like you know, Call of Duty, big war game stuff.
3: Okay. That's the vibe. Everybody's playing Warzone and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, NHL playoff talk. We have the semifinals for the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs going out right now. There's four teams left. It is the Montreal Canadiens, the Vegas Golden Knights, the New York Islanders and uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it's I don't like either. Of, I don't like any of those teams. But my team right now, I'm going all Canadiens, just the plucky underdogs. Uh, do you have a favorite so far in your final four?
2: I still think Tampa, even though they went down 1 0 to, to the Islanders, I still think Tampa is the team to beat. They are loaded. They're like 90 million above the cap because two of their best players <laughs> did not account against the cap and they weren't a part of the salary cap of the regular season when we talked about. And then they can come and join the team in the playoffs and make as much as they want, which is just crazy talk because of Steven Stamkos and Kucherov, who are like the best two scorers in the league. So, one of the best, two of the best two, at least. So, uh, I like Tampa. I think they'll come back. They got a great goalie. They got great depth. They got, they're just resilient. And I think they can play a little bit of the Islanders game as well. Even though the Islanders beat them up uh, yesterday, uh, Sunday, I should say this comes out Tuesday. So I, I like Tampa. I love Vegas. I love watching that team. Anybody who's got Mark Andre Fleury in that, even though I was a Peng, uh, a flyers, I am a flyers fan. And he played for the Penguins. I just love Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, something about him. I've always been drawn to him, his pads, his style, He's chaotic. I would die for him to play for the Flyers. And the Vegas team is fun to watch. The crowd is electric. How about the Canadians coming out of nowhere, uh, beating a, an injured Canadian conference, Northern conference. Uh, but nonetheless, here they are in the final four and, and have a ton of respect. And then the fourth team who I'm missing is?
3: Islanders, Lightning have, you know, there's, there's four Habs, Knights,
2: and knights, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I like I like the lightning and the knights. Okay. Um, I don't think Do the Canadian mean. I don't think the Canadians can hang on. They don't have enough firepower to hang with the hang with the knights.
3: All you need is a hot goaltender, though. That's all. Yeah, that's and the, all it and, takes. Here's
2: the thing Vegas has two of them. I, I just I just think it's over I for, for, for I know I think it's just over for Montreal. I like the story. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great for hockey when Montreal's in it. Um, but yeah. It's pretty funny to see like Vegas and Tampa are two, you know, non-hockey cities, but now Tampa has been now for a decade plus after they're winning early on. And now Vegas, I mean, I'm sure ranks are popping up everywhere. It's great for USA hockey, which is now a a powerhouse in the world for hockey. So yeah, it's great. It's another great final. It's my favorite time of year. Been able to watch a ton of games and uh, excited to see what they're going to do with ESPN is going to do next year and Turner sports and TNT and, you're starting to see P.K. Subban now, a, a current player who's, you know, very popular and outspoken. He's going to be joining them. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And, and uh, I'm excited for for what happens in this final.
3: Yeah, absolutely. My prediction, I'm going Knights Lightning, and I think Tampa's going to win it again. That's my prediction.
2: Yeah, me too. I'm in the same boat.
3: Last up in this just end for this week, uh, Colin, this is something you sent over. Uh, this is your guy, Jay Billis, talking to Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy about college athletics. So we can put the clip in here.
1: You know, when I was a player a million years ago, my coach Mike Shishovsky, Coach K, probably made about fifty thousand dollars a year. He's making eight, nine, ten million now, and deserves every penny in my view. But we've seen major change in revenue generation, in salaries, and facility spending, in private plane travel for games, in the way the media rights deals. And nobody complained and said, well, this isn't college sports anymore. Or, this wasn't what it's all about. Or, that, that, you know, nobody said pump the brakes. But now that the athletes are going to get more than a scholarship, now we got to pump the brakes, doomsday is around the corner. And I just don't believe it. I don't think fans will turn away from it. I don't think we're going to see any change in the popularity of the sport. I, I feel like it's all phony doomsday rhetoric that they've used for decades upon decades to try to, to get in action. I don't, I don't understand it. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on that.
4: No, I uh, 100% agree with you. Um, you know, the, the, college athletics in some ways is more professional um, than professional athletics. The crowds are often bigger um, at the, some of the big football programs. The TV revenues are often bigger. The profits sometimes are larger than in the pros. Um, The only difference from from a practical standpoint between sort of the the look and feel of the pro leagues and the look and feel of Power Five football, for instance, is simply the fact that in college, the adults get all the money (laughs) Um, and the players get none save for that scholarship. I agree with you. I think, listen, I think college athletics is so deeply ingrained into the ethic of America um, that n- no self-respecting college sports fan is going to pack up and walk away just because the kids get some money so that their parents can come watch them in the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I just, and, and if you are, if that's the reason why you're going to walk away, because the kids are being treated a little bit more fairly, then you know what, you weren't a, you weren't a particularly genuine sports fan to begin with.
2: So the discussion was, and at least the highlighted discussion was, are college athletes more of professionals than uh, than professional athletes? Obviously, I've been both. It's a great discussion. Initially, my thoughts were, in a way, I think you're you're equal because if you want to talk about time given, they're giving as much time as pros, if not more. Their season ends in December. They're back in there with school in in, in January. I'm talking about college football players. They're back in there in January grinding, absolutely grinding. The hardest part of the offseason, January, February, March. Then they go spring ball, 15-day practice, 15 practices over six weeks or so or whatever that may be, four weeks, then a spring game. Then you have like a week or so off or maybe, and then you're back in the, for the hardest part of summer conditioning and training. Then you have like a week off and then you're back in August and then you're just going right through again. You got to be there for recruiting visits. You got to take recruits out on, uh, on, you know, different visits throughout the city or the the town you're playing in host. So there's just a lot of responsibilities on you. Plus you're going to school. Plus you're encouraged to get your master's. Plus you're encouraged to have a 3.0 GPA. Plus you're encouraged to do. Community service, right? So, and then have a social life. Uh, and then again, have study hall. So, and you're not making any money. Again, your schooling's free, and the opportunities that you get being a student athlete in college are tremendous. You cannot put a value on them if you take advantage of them. Do I believe that players should get a little money, more money in their pocket? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, the name, image, likeness stuff, we will debate that more, but it was an interesting headline. Now, Jay didn't talk about it too much. It was the senator that brought it up. But to Jay's point, he brings up a ton of really good ones. Jay Bills is a fantastic follow on Twitter. Check out what he's doing. But when Jay was getting to is people weren't complaining when, you know, the team started taking private jets and all these pockets were getting lined, right? When Coach Krzyzewski started, 50000 a year. We all heard the clip, 50000 a year. These coaches now make so much money. Even the low level D1AA coaches are making a ton of money. Rightfully so because you're putting butts in the seats, you're bringing it's it's free advertising for the school. It's not free, nothing's free, but it's advertising for the school if you're on TV, if you have success, if you make a sweet 16, if you make it just to the tournament and you're Lehigh, you're watching Lehigh play Gonzaga. You know, it's got millions and millions and millions of views. How many people are going to Google Lehigh when they play Gonzaga? So it's interesting. It's a great debate. Yes, athletes should be paid and compensated. I don't know how much or why or how, but I think they're just as much as pros as we are. Any thoughts, Justin?
3: No, I mean, I I think you summed it up great. Um, yeah, the, the, it's an interesting conversation to have, especially now is, you know, we're slowly inching towards the possibility of some of these athletes getting paid for, you know, name image likeness, I think is probably coming first. And um, I think it's too.
2: they're think- in, in a way, Justin, sorry, they're pros because they're getting paid from their, you know, they're getting paid from their scholarship. They're getting paid from some per diem money. They're getting paid through meals. So they're professionals because if you're not performing, they're one year scholarships, folks. So they could be axed at any minute. Um. So, you're performing and you could be cut just like we could. You know, it's a little less ruthless and cutthroat in, in college sports, but.
3: Okay. Uh, well, cool. All right. Well, that was an awesome way to end this just in for this week. Uh, Colin, over to you.
2: Well, again, guys, shout out to our sponsors, Wealth Advisory Services. Check them out. First class approach to managing your wealth. Original Fudge Kitchen, fudgekitchens.com. Take care of dad for Father's Day. Send him something nice. Get him a little fudge. Absolutely. Get something for a friend. Absolutely. And then K May Brew. That's a great Father's Day gift fantastic don't tell my dad I don't know if he listens or not pretty sure he does I'm gonna get him some k made brew for father's day so man we are rolling along we are rolling along episode 17 Ben Troop Florida Gator All-American NFL player has got a great story he's got great lessons about life father mentor entrepreneur and uh, ESPN radio host so check him out Ben Troop episode 17 not for long media I'm Colin Thompson that's Justin Ayers thank you guys so much for listening
1: the big man
2: ben troop the original 84 (laughs) even though i wore 84 for two years at florida i only played in three games and was medically disqualified it was a sharp number man in that gator blue but ben troops joined us tonight a georgia guy Ended up in Gainesville, the great Gainesville, Florida. How'd you make that happen, man?
0: Man, so uh, man, man, so uh, I went to Butler High School in Augusta, Georgia. We did It wasn't a. It wasn't prestigious like Plant High School in Tampa or Lincoln High School in Tallahassee or uh, you know, uh, Miami Northwestern. It was Butler High School in Augusta, Georgia, one of fourteen high schools. So when myself Isaac uh, Weston went to Furman and Carlos Rogers went to Auburn. When we got recruited, man, we was really naive, like, it, which kind of saved us. And, um, you know, so we, we used to seeing guys go to Albany State, Alcorn State, South Carolina State, Georgia Southern. Then all of a sudden, a guy walking around with his big gator on his, on his jacket, with these big gigantic rings on his finger, named Lawson Highland. And I'm thinking, hey, how you doing, Ben? I'm shaking hands. Now, you know, I wasn't, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't a Florida Gator follower. I wasn't a, a college football historian. I played football, man, and my, and my talents afforded me an opportunity to get recruited. So uh, when the whole thing started, you're talking about Jim Dunn at Georgia, Lou Holtz in South Carolina, Tommy Bowden uh, at, at Clemson. If it was in the southeast, I got recruited by him. I remember this, though. Uh, I got a cousin named Percell Dasher. He's like 10 years older than me. Uh, he said, boy, when Steve Spurrier come to your crib, you do not tell that man no. Now, mind you, I'm thinking, what are you talking about? You know, because I don't know about the recruiting process. It's not like I come up in a family came up in a family of athletes, but not not in that regard. So I was the first of my kind. Like clockwork, Spurry come to the crib, two assistant coaches talking to me. He looked like he about dozing off, because, you know, he done did this a million times, and somebody like nudge him. And he's like, yo, Benny, you gonna be with us? And I, was, and I thought about it. I was like, yeah, coach, I'm gonna be with us. I'm, so, I'm gonna be with y'all. Shook his hand. And, you know, I'm a tight end. So it's not like I didn't know how big our recruitment class was going to be. But uh, it worked. I still went on all my visits, man. My mom is a God-fearing woman, man. She said, you know, God showed her gators in her, in her dreams. So, so that, like, solidified it. And I went, you know, I went on a visit to Clemson, South Carolina, Louisville, Georgia, and Florida. But I will say this. I'm from Swainsboro, Georgia. I'm from a little itty-bitty little town in Georgia. If I go from Swainsboro to Gainesville, I don't make it. Not because I'm not talented enough, but, you know, there you know how it is, man. People, people, people are like, I want to go to Florida. I said, dude, you got to learn how to swim out there, man. It's, it's, it's that water deep out there. <laughs> you got to trail water and swim. You know, so I think for me, it turned out the best. Ron Zook is the reason why it turned out the best. But Steve Spurrier, man, he was, he's still a rock star today. 2021, still a rock star. He was a rock star back then. He's a rock star now, but I, I made the best decisions for me because it wasn't based on how much playing time I'm gonna get. Ain't nobody putting money in McDonald's bags and none of that stuff, man. None of that. But uh, it, it was it was it was great for me for exposure reason. Cause I remember the Augusta Chronicle after National Saturday, myself, Carlos Rogers, Isaac West, on the front cover of the sports page. Butler High School boys, never listen, never made it to the to the dome, never played, made it to the playoffs. I, oh, my God. I got to play in the – back in the head. I got to play in the Florida-Georgia high school all-star game. We beat Georgia. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. I caught the game-winning two-point conversion to beat Georgia by none other than who? David Green, the quarterback at Georgia. And then two years later, I caught the game-winning touchdown to beat Georgia, and David Green was the starting the quarter. it's just – you can't make this stuff up, man. But, yeah, man, Florida is – I'll probably like you, Dale. I didn't know how big Florida was. Like, like I thought, man, I'm in Florida. People are like, no, I don't think you understand. Like, wait a minute, this is the biggest brand in the state? They tell me, it ain't even close. Florida is the biggest brand in this general region. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, it was humbling for me because I speak for a lot of players. I appreciate the accolades and the recognition. But man, I played with, I played with some boys. I played with Alex Brown, Keaton Warren, Ratliff, Gus Scott, you know, Ernest Graham. You know, and the list goes on and on and on. So, when, P, so you know, you know, which we'll probably get to Kyle Pitts. That 84 to me almost never was. When I first got to college, they gave me 88 because Aaron Kenny, who I ended up playing with, with the Titans for 88, they was like, yeah, man, I want you to be like Aaron Kenny. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to be like EK. So we was getting ready to have an <laughs> a, a, a autograph signing for the fans. I said, hey, Coach, man, there are other numbers available. And I'm literally going through the numbers. They go to 84. Like literally, like nobody had it. They took that, you know, took that little strap troop off the back, put it on it, and you know, '84 for my first three years wasn't wasn't really much to talk about. My senior year, we was able to put it all together. But hey, man, I was I did the trifecta play boy '84 in college, high school, and the pros, man. So and I wasn't '84 because Shannon Sharp, who's from Mount Vernon, a smaller town in Georgia, right outside of Area where my dad's from, he wore '84. So I wasn't as good as the Titans. He was, but hey, man, he the reason why I put the '84
2: well, you were pretty good at Florida, All-American, John Mackey uh, Award runner-up, All-SEC, and then SEC champ in 2000, which is pretty cool. But it's, fu- it's funny. I'll elaborate on some of your stories there. I had to write things down. First, uh, so I didn't understand how big Florida was. One of the first times it hit me was when Coach Muschamp was walking off the field or he was walking somewhere, I forget where it was, and he had three state police officers around him, and we were just going to like a signing. We weren't even going to a game day. Yeah. And I'm like, what's this about? Like come to find out that coach Muschamp was the highest paid state employee at the time. So think about it. Like, wow, that man right there is the highest paid person in the state by the state to whatever. And I think the boosters pay the rest of it, but that was that, that hit me when you're talking about just stardom and rock stars. Um, and then the recruiting, my, my Florida recruiting story, Muschamp came to my house with Derek Lewis, my tight end coach and Dan Quinn, Atlanta Falcons, Dan Quinn, who, is a great, great man, and it's been unbelievable to me. Uh, But I'll never forget this. I was late to school and I was rushing, man. I lived like 15 minutes of school. I was flying and I was sitting at the stoplight right in front of school. and My phone is ringing off the hook from all these different people from school. First with my buddies. I wasn't answering that. Uh Then it was like important people. There's a man walking through the school, Colin, in all gator blue, top to bottom, ankles to neck. He's a big man. Like, oh, who is he? Charlie Weiss. I was like, oh, that's the big guy right there. I want I'm from where I'm from. It's like Penn State, Notre Dame, all the tight ends from Notre Dame over the years. That's where I'm going. And then I visited it and I didn't really enjoy it. But I, Charlie Weiss was there and that was it, man. I was done. I was sold. I mean, obviously, the, the depth chart at the time was right for me. There was a million things. Like you said, it lined up perfectly, right? There's not just one thing, but. It's crazy. So I want you to touch on one thing you said, Spurs are rock star, any Spurs stories, and then talk about why Zook was so important to you.
0: Oh man. So when I, when I went on my visit to Florida, I got to go to a uh, coach Burger's house, house, like his house. Now real modest home, man, like nothing, nothing extravagant, like not a big gigantic mansion in a gated community. So uh, we went out there to Lake Alice and, you know, he got on the boat with him. He, he always wanted. He said, "Hey man, take us over to body gators. I'm like, no, "No, no, 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 we 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 good. Like we can see him. He like wanted to take us. When I was in his crib, he said, "Benny, go in my trophy room." So I'm like, "All right, so you go in this room, man. Duke, Florida, coach of the year, SEC coach of the year, national champion, just just act Heisman Trophy winner, coach the Heisman Trophy winner, Danny Wolf. Just list goes on and on. And right there in the middle of it all." Gotta go to Heisman. It just, boom, it's like right there. Now, you know, you don't got to follow sports to know what the Heisman is. I'm like, ah. Oh. So I'm walking, so I'm, so what I'm, so I want to touch it, but I'm like trying to be subtle. So I'm like, oh, cold. you know, I'm like, oh man, this is crazy, this is crazy. So I'm trying to inch, inch, inch towards it. I get, man, my hand is like right there. As far as you go, that's enough. All right. you know, it's like, it's like he, he probably looking at me. He probably thinking I'm finna break it or something. But Coach Spurrier, man, I'm in the media now. Blessed to be in the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2019, we are at the SEC Media Days in Hoover, Alabama. Uh, Steve McClain, the Sports and Information Director at Florida.
2: Philly coach guy, Spurrier, I know Steve. Yeah, yeah. great guy.
0: Co- coach, Coach comes out. I come out the bathroom, and you know, what, Coach Spurrier is like Tim Tebow, man. They draw a crowd wherever they are. Just for, look for the crowd. You usually find them. Coach Spurrier is on Radio Row telling all the radio guys, I'm not doing radio interviews. Mind you, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not doing it. Now, here, here, come, here comes the charisma. Now, so they, so they, respect, any other guy that I try to hire, they respect it. All right, all right, Coach, cool. Coach, good to see you, Coach, man. You know, say help. He said, I come out of the bathroom, just subtle. I said, What's up, Steve? Like, what's up, Ben? I said, Oh, Coach Spurrier about to do something. He's like, Nah, he said, uh, You want him to do one for you? I'm like, yeah. In my mind, I'm like, he's not doing it. But he gave me that wink like, oh, no, he'll do it for you. So I was like, all right, cool. Man, we walking past everybody, getting to my booth, sit down. He gave me like six minutes. All right, Benny, man, good to see you. This is what I appreciate about that. I was not, a. I was not, I hear you, Redale, Anthony, Chris, Doring. I wasn't, you know, uh. Jacques Green. I wasn't Shane Matthews or Redell. I mean, uh, Danny Warford. I was a tight end that might have caught a pass. I, I think I caught my first touchdown pass my sophomore year against Mississippi State, and I got hit so hard I couldn't eat nothing. Like, the dude caught me. You know, there was one of those, I'm, I'm, I'm out like this. So when he caught me, I'm just trying to pull it in. And when I pull it in, I, uh, he just smacked me. Coach Burry still remembers me. Now, Coach Burry has coached a lot of people, man. He knows a lot of people. He always calls me Benny, and I used to ask him, "Man, why you call me Benny when everybody calls me Ben?" He said, "Cause your family call you Benny." So, so to me, you know, that's what makes it. That's what makes it unique to me. So, man, he he's the he's the greatest to me, man. Not because of the type of coach he is. I mean, his accolades speak for themselves. He found a way to to go out of his way to make sure he had an individual relationship with everybody. Now, Zook, Zook don't play the radio. Zook is Zook is the coach I needed Make no mistake about it But Zook is one of those He doesn't He never He never takes his foot off your neck Every minute Small little detail I mean Always on me Always on me Always on me So I was more or less like I was more or less like This dude won't leave me alone This dude won't leave me alone So what happened was I was uh, I was I was my senior year, my last spring game, and Dale, I don't know if you was like me. I hated the spring because, I'm like, dude, like sucks, I, I, I'm tired, man. I wanna, I wanna be done with this. My my final spring game. We go out, we go out after the game, and it's bad. I mean, listen, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't start no fights that day, but we we ended, we ended a lot of them. And when I say ended a lot of them, you know, not 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 in a good way. So me. Being the non-drinking, upstanding young man I thought I was. Hey man, I ain't getting the trouble. Now I'm watching a lot of fighting. And man, police fire, the you know, guys getting locked up. It's crazy. It's melee. It's crazy. Downtown Gainesville was, ugh, it was bad. The next day, phone ring. Uh, Ron Zook's secretary, go, um, is this Ben? I go, yeah, how you doing? This right here in the background, tell him to come in here. Don't do it. Get in here right now, so I can hear the screaming. I was like, all right, I hang up the phone, you know, get in my car, drive with the canvas, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, what? I know what, he's, I know what he's gonna say, at least I thought. Go in there, you know, he wears glasses, weird down on his face like this, you know, just, just, I'm like, you know, watching film. I go, so mind you, you know how coach, you take the to, come to his office and he ain't saying nothing to you, I'm like, So I finally go, what's up? He goes, what is up? What happened last night? Huh? What happened? What you mean like, what you mean? He was like, what happened when y'all went out? I was like, oh man, Coach, man, it was crazy, man. Dudes are losing their mind. So I'm doing this. You know, that's them, that's not me. Damn, he jumps at me. He goes, let me see your knuckles. Oh, you weren't playing last night. Let me see your face. Look in the paper this morning. I ain't see your name in a minute. He says, saw your teammates' names though. He said, so you our senior, right? You're supposed to be our senior leader. Why you let your teammates fight? That's what he said. Why you let your teammates get in trouble? Man, coach, man, I'm only one person whatever, right? So he he like this. He says, Martin Louis, he says, he says a black man. He said a black man in the 60s said, I had a, I, said he had a dream on a march on Washington and everybody showed up to hear it. Everybody showed up on time, nowhere to be at. No social media, no nothing, no, no Facebook. He was trying to tell me, don't give me that what you can't do. He said, because you kept yourself out of harm's way, right? You didn't go to jail, right? He said, uh, I, I, "He said you one of those, you know what I'm saying? He said, when you on a boat, you looking for that single raft. You want to save Ben, forget, forget the, everybody else, right? You ain't going down with the ship. You gonna wave with us while we... And the thing is, in that moment, he let me realize, and I say this all the time, I was not a great teammate up until that point. I was selfish, dude. Cause it's my senior year, I got Chris Leak, I'm about to do it. But he was trying to show me, it's so much more than what you do on the field. It's so much more. He like, dude, your teammates got to know you care about them in a way that they don't even know. Like they don't even know that olive branch is, is, is something that I'm so... When I say Zip, nah, man, I make, nah, he know this too. When I had Zip for two years, I wanted to whoop Zip, dude. I mean, I'm like, I'm about to lose my scholarship on this dude. But I do not become an All-American. I do not become first Kamala SEC. I do not become a Germackie Ward. And mind you, I care about none of these things. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Once again, with that ABM, man. <laughs> Congratulations on being on the John Mackie Wars like, Yeah, I'm like this. Hey man, who jumped? I'm telling you, man, I, I ain't know none of this stuff, right? But I realize this now. I am doing what I'm doing now because of that dude, because he taught me how to not slack. Shands Hospital. I don't know if they made y'all go to Shans Hospital business when you was there. We had to go. Yep. I went there for freshman year, sophomore you like clockwork. Okay, I got to go on my name on the list. Zook, get there, my name on the list, right? I got this. My name was on the list again. I go, somebody go, hey, true, man, you, you going with us as a chance? There. No, 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 I'm good. I already went, man. Y'all boys going to handle that. Somebody told Zook. Hey troop, was supposed to, hey, troop was supposed to be with us today. Troop told us he already went. What? <laughs> went on. What? Just going crazy again. He did what he said. He said, oh, you ever want to be known for as a football player? That's it. You good? I'm being true to football player. I'm being true to football player. He like that's all. Yeah. He says, if if people only know you as a football player, he said you have wasted your time. You have wasted your potential, and boy, you have wasted your purpose. You have wasted it. And I'm like, man, why you always coming at me with these philosophical, you know? But he said, out of every football player on my team, you the only one that's been requested to come back. They asked for you. A hey man could be and come back over there. So when I went, I went by myself. And Dale, it did something to me, man. It showed me I'm in a place to where people just want to, you know, get out of there. They don't want no make man. I love Make a Wish. They don't want to meet Mickey Mouse. They don't want to go on a white water raft, a deep sea dive. They want to go home. And and that's that's kind of shaped me into who I am now, man. Because I understood. I'm never going to be as big as Florida. I can never replay Florida for the platform, good Lord. But the philanthropy, the humanitarian work, the volunteerism, you know, just giving my best without expecting anything from anybody, man. Ron Zook helped me do that. And I'm forever indebted to that, man. He had a evil, monologo, just crazy way of – method. his methodology was crazy. But when I realized he treated trainers like that, equipment man like that, his staff like that, front office like that, because he goes, Ben, this is my dream job. I will not let you be the nightmare. I will cut you out like cancer. And 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 when you think about it, Bill, we you had options. You said Penn State, you know, Pitt. So you had options. Ron Zook was waiting on this phone to call with a 352 area code, you, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, so Jeremy Foley said, saying, hey, you know, so. Up until then, he told me too. He says, You got players that are talented and you got players that are gifted. You don't, you ain't gonna see a lot of gifted players. He says, You've been getting by on your talents. That's why your gifts will never come out. you they'll never see your gifts because you are just good at getting by. And man, I'm telling you, man, he, he taught me a lot about life and I'm indebted to him, man. I love I love him to death. Now, man, I couldn't stand him. He my mom said he used to tell her, make sure you don't forget about him. I like, Mama, don't let that little. Boy- smile get to you man that dude is rough man but i'm doing like i said I, i'm 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 not afraid to do anything now because because i was i was when i was result, i mean when i was experienced i was results driven it's all about the end result right when i got Zook, i got process driven because i i can't i can't really control the result right i can control how i go about it and that's how i am now man people are like me why are you so calm man you know i said dude i played in the university of florida boy And I didn't realize that the hopes and dreams of an entire university rest on the shoulders of 17 to 24 year olds. It's on us. (laughs) So I learned how to balance life, man, in and out, in and out of them locker rooms, man. And when I hear about these things I'm doing now, I say it's I'm a byproduct of a lot of great people around me. I just benefited from them more than you know. And and I'm standing on their shoulders now. So Zook, wherever you are, crazy man, I appreciate you. But he, but you know, you was, you was. You was, you was one grapefruit away from a fruit salad. Crazy, man. But, but I love him to death, man. And like I said, Spurrier was the coach I chose. Zook was the coach I needed.
2: A lot of great, great points there. Ben Troop, we're loving having you on so far, man. Thanks so much for coming. All-American, John Mackey, award-runner-up. We're going to transfer. We're going to move on to the NFL stuff here in a minute. But you hit home with so many different things, your time, your purpose, process-oriented. Coach Rule here in Carolina. That's what he's all about: is process oriented, not about the end result. So that was really cool to hear, and that's something I've really tried to work on. And when I left Florida and, and saw Coach Rule, Coach Muschamp was the coach I picked and loved, and really enjoyed playing for and learned from. But man, Coach Rule changed my life. Like, and and Coach Muschamp did too. There's different degrees to it, right? And then when I got with with Co- Coach Rule, and you see, every, see everybody seeing what he's doing now here in Carolina, what he did at Baylor, he turned Baylor around. He's He's unreal, but it seems like you really invested back in the University of Florida. That's one thing I want to touch on before we go to the NFL stuff because you're, you're not self-deprecating, but you're talking about how you grew over time and how you look back and say, you know, I, I didn't like maybe the freshman version of me or the sophomore, but you grew over time. You really invested back. That seems like what you're talking about. Am I correct? You really you appreciated. You look back and smile at the mistakes, but also the, the things that you got done and off, on and off the field there.
0: Absolutely.
2: Uh... Like, you're, you're, like, what I mean invested invest back is, like, you really cared. Like, I started going to the hospital by myself. Like, I got back in the community at Gainesville. Like, you talked about all the – I've seen the philanthropy stuff you've been doing on your website, right? Like, you are talking about the lessons you learned in Gainesville. If you didn't care or you didn't invest back in, you don't learn any of those lessons. I play with so many players, and you have, too, that take nothing away, and they just hate right? They just hate, they're just haters. So that's what I'm saying. When invest back, man, you invested back in in, in, and, something I always try to do. So that's why it stands out for me, but we'll transition to this. I want to talk about the league, man. So before Mr. Pitts, which we'll get into that bum, Archbishop Wood graduate.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's a bum. That guy's the worst. He's a bum. I don't know who he is. (laughs)
2: Uh, What a stud. We'll talk about him man. all off the field, a great kid that I've been able to watch for, for quite some time now. Uh, We went to the same high school in Archbishop Wood, So, uh, so uh, before Kyle, you were the highest drafted tight end, University of Florida. Is that correct?
0: I, I, I guess I was, man. I mean, I learn, I, I learn, I, le- I listen. I learned when people when people say those type. You know, what somebody say that to you in the comments, like, yeah, being you've been the highest drafted tight end in Florida history, man. I'm like,
2: 40th yeah, pick, you know? <laughs> right? 40th pick, Tennessee <laughs> Titans, the, man. I,
0: man, look, I, man, that
2: talk about the Titans. Talk about experience. Going through the rook, the battles of a rookie, some of your uh-huh. teammates, that city of Nashville.
0: My, 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 my big brother in life, my, my, my guardian angel, my safe haven when I got to uh, Tennessee, the first guy I met was Aaron Kenney. Aaron Kenney, five years older than me, played at the University of Florida, big number 88, with a cowboy, got the visor on. This, let me tell you something, Dale. Yeah. I don't even have an inkling of a career without an EK. Every single player needs a player. I, I look at it like this. When Dwayne Jarrett was with the Carolina Panthers, and this is no knock against Steve Smith senior, if he would have took him under his wing, Dwayne Jarrett would have. You know how I know? Dwayne Jarrett used to live right next to my son's grandparents. Hit their houses right next to each other. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's a whole other story. Because they, they he live in Ballantine, where my son lives right now. My son lives in Charlotte. So the, I get there, right? Never met EK a day in my life. This is what I mean when I say class, when class and professionalism meet, it's something to just stare at. That is Aaron Cannon EK, I am his competition. They drafted me. Frank Wachek is gone. They drafted me to replace him. But you know what he said? He said, Ben, you might be a better athlete than me. You're not a better professional than me, right? Because, you know, when you get drafted, you a pro. That don't make you a professional. No, you're a pro. Yeah. So when I walk in, EK he said, Hey, man, I'm Aaron Kenny. Here's my number. If you need anything? Let me know. It's me, Travis LeBoy, uh, Antoine Odom. We do, uh, you know, we do our preliminary press conference, you know, our, uh, talking to the media, this and the third. And that stood out to me. It stood out to me. I said, Wait a minute, man. Why would, my competition introduced himself. Because EK was trying to tell me, dude, I, we teammates. So the best player going to play. But EK He was,
2: was process-oriented, man.
0: Oh, man. And the thing is
2: – You could just tell, right? That's when you know oh someone's my God, process-oriented.
0: You know, he's, a, he's a You know, look, man, let me tell you something. I called a touchdown pass from Steven there. You know, I, I, I called a pass from Stevie Mac. When I first meet Stevie Mac, I'm in the car with Aaron Kenny and his wife, Julie. They had two – they had Elijah and Sienna. They only had two kids at the time. They, they hustled me too. I had to babysit. I did have kids at the time. Them two little kids, they hustled me. Man. But um, I'm in the car with them, Julie Kenny, straight to the point. Ben, are you married? No. Why not? Because <laughs> I'm not married yet, I'm 21 years old. Like I'm not married, this is at the third. So I'm like, what I'm do you in- do you, okay? We go to the camp, N- no lie. Steve that come up to Julie, give her hi, EK, what's up, baby? I look at Mac, I don't know what to say. He goes, hey, Rook, go over there. Over here. Yeah, just go over there and play with those kids. That no hello, no, how you doing? You know, and I played with Kevin Mire, I played with Keith Bullock, Derek Mason, Drew Bennett, Kevin Carter, Samari Rowe. I played with Pac-Man Jones, Lyndale White, Vince John, Boskay. I mean, the list just, but the greatest thing about the in the, the, the Titans with me was this. My second year in the NFL, I had 55 catches. Aaron Kinney had 55 catches. Bo Scaf had like 30 something. We had the most catches by trio at the time before freaking before these bums named, you know, Aaron Hernandez or Rob Gronkowski you bums. They just come yeah. through and sit up.
2: So pretty good, pretty good yeah, group.
0: So I get drafted in 2004. In 2002, the the Ohio State, the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Ohio State Buckeyes played played the uh, Miami Dolphins and they beat them right? The starting tight end, the starting tight end was, his name was Ben Hartstock. Ben Hartstock got drafted in 2004 with me. Went to the, went to the Colts. The Colts had Dallas Clark, Mr. No mm. Gloves. No tape. Beast, right? Ben Hartstock was so listen, my, my, my third year, when I'm getting hurt, I'm not really playing, things ain't going well, then got rid of Aaron Kenney, then done made me the starters, myself, Bo Scaife, they bring in Ben Hartstock, my replacement, right? So, B Hart, it was at first, it was real tense because it's like we, you know how it is. You know, if me and you competing, we in the same locker room with each other, we in the same meeting with each other. So that that uncomfortable animosity developed, but but for no reason, right? Then I started talking to B Hartstock. He started telling me how he didn't fit in and in Indy and Ben. He, he he was breaking it down. Like, it's not that I'm better than you, to and the third. Those conversations saved my freaking career because, once again, it goes back to what I said to Florida. Dude, I care about being a great team. Listen, I'm the greatest teammate there is. I'm not the greatest I, I, I'm the greatest teammate there is because I know how to defer to my teammates. It's easy to, to hoop when you out there and everybody being true to him. Can you do it when you're not? Right? So, I need to be Heartstop to show me how to get back to that team concept because I ain't playing. It's the third. And Nashville is big, but it ain't big. Like it's big, but it's not. So Nashville is real similar to Charlotte. Big, yep. got a nice knot downtown, but country in the outskirts. It's just so. Yep. Being Heartstop shaped my perspective because he allowed me to become the best me. Cause once again, it goes back to what Ron Zook said. If I only am known as a football player, I've wasted my time. I've wasted my potential. I've wasted my my purpose. Right? Be Be Hard was really be, and it's funny now. Be Hard is in the media, you know. So so so, what happened was, um, um, we uh, he's in the media now. I'm at NC Media Days. I don't really know nobody, man. They go Marcus Spears. And, Aaron Murray and Maria Taylor. I want to you know, these are the, you know, T, Tebow, whatever. Be hard, walk out the room. He walk out like a room. And he sees me. Listen, you know how, like, <laughs> it was no, what's up? It was true. He grabs me and, like, hugs me like a true. It, it's like we, we lost all media professionalism at that point. Yeah.
2: But no, you know, know what, though? It's nothing better. There's literally it is, nothing and, better.
0: And, and, you are a teammate.
2: And, oh, man.
0: And, and, I, and, and the thing was this. My NFL career, I, you know, I, I I played for the Titans for four years. I go play. For, I have a cup of coffee. Two games with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get cut. This is my week. I played two games with the. Buc- I played the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. I go watch the tape on Monday. I get cut on Tuesday. I don't even know I'm cut. My brother calls me. I hey mean, you got cut by the Tampa but You got cut by the book. Buc- now, nah, what you talking about? You might. You, you share, Yeah. Well, it must be another bench. You I go home. I go to ESPN about line. I'm the only thing on the NFL. My Mark Dominic, who was a scout, who became the freaking GM, called me and said, hey, Ben, the Falcons going to fly you in. Fly to Atlanta on Wednesday. No, I fly to Atlanta on, uh, fly to Atlanta on Wednesday night, spend the night, work out Thursday. They don't pick me up because it's too close to game day. Rand Carthone, who I played with at Florida, was a freaking scout for the Falcons. Don't pick me up.
2: Come on, man. Sign me.
0: I, I, listen, I, I get on the plane. I fly to Oakland. I get off the plane on Thursday night. I wake up Friday morning. I go out there. I'm working out. My head coach is none other than Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Lane Kiffin was my head coach. I had just played with his with his with his daddy, Money, Kiffin right there with the Bucks. Al Davis walks out of his little suite on the top, all glass with his little all-white, you know, jumper on, and he points at me like this. I look up. They're like, they're, like, they're like, hey, man, how you feel about him, Lane? We look up, he points. I sign my contract. I, get on, I have a bag. I get on the plane, fly to Buffalo. So my NFL career was this in a nutshell, man. I wanted three things for my NFL career. I wanted to be the first guy drafted from the team I came from, the first guy drafted to the team I went to, and I want to walk away on my own terms. I did all three. I was the first guy drafted from Florida in 2004. I was the first guy, I was the, even though I was the second round pick, I was the first pick of the Titans. And in 2009, Ken Wizard hunt was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. They flew me in. The running game coordinator, the offensive coordinator, the GM, the president, Ken Wizard hunt and the owner was all out there watching me work out. They wanted me, to, they wanted me to sign a contract. And once I knew they wanted me to sign a contract, I said, man, I'm good. I flew to California, uh, you know, my girlfriend at the time, I flew to see her. And Dale, let me tell you something, man. That is the listen. Somebody asked me, "What is the greatest thing you've ever done?" I said, "I wasn't shown the door." I asked, "What the exit was?" I wasn't shown the door. And you know how it is that most people, because it took listen, it took me doing the NFL to realize I can do it. But man, I don't, I don't want to be a Hall of Famer. I don't need a gold jacket. I mean, with Champ Bailey, the Champ Bailey 181, it was in the Hall of Fame. In 2019, he was at the Florida-Georgia game in the he – was, he was at the Florida-Georgia game in the parking lot with his gold jacket on, and nobody cared. That's Champ Bailey, one of the greatest cornerbacks. So, for me, I'm a country boy. The essence of who I am is never going to be about an accolade that I attain. I mean, I went into the Florida-Georgia Hall of Fame, and I didn't even know what the Florida-Georgia – I didn't even know what, that was a freaking thing. I saw Jabbar Gathy and, and uh, Chris Lee get it get inducted in 2015. I said, Congrat Chris, congrats, Jabbar Jabbo. I reached out to the Georgia Florida Hall of Fame committee and say, man, if my name ever come up, it's 2015. 2016, they called me. Hey, Ben. Congratulations. I'm like, dude, y'all, y'all some pranksters. Yeah, woof, that is good. I went in with Vern Lundquist. You know what I'm saying? I so big time. So, Dale, man, my my life is a dream, man. I just get to live it and the NFL was an incredible experience. The NFL taught me how to do what I'm supposed to do, when I'm supposed to do it, how I'm supposed to do it, no excuses. Like I mean,
2: Disappointing, right? literally you know, disappointing.
0: Yeah, so so I'm, I'm, I'm deeply indebted to uh, – um, I can't even uh, – Floyd Reese was the GM that, that drafted me when I – oh, my God. In 2019, when the draft was in Nashville, I was there working it. I had a media credential. I walk up in the media tent. I hear this. Being true, that to Floyd Reeves. What's up, baby? He's in he's in the media now. So the guy that drafted me, I asked him, I said, Man, I want to know something, man. Quarterback, running back, receiver, why did you draft a titan out of Florida? He says, Because we didn't have to worry about hearing your, we ain't had to worry about our, you know, uh your, our phone ringing in the middle of the night, you doing something to embarrass us. I said, That's something like, yeah. And being hardstock, who became my former teammate, who became an agent, he said something to me that, that broke it down. He said, Ben, when you 6'5, 250, you got to prove you can't play football. When you 5'10, 190, you got to prove you can. And 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 I was like,
2: <laughs> I'm so still trying you, to prove that I can, man. I'm 6'5, <laughs> 250. Man,
0: you know what I'm saying? So I I I the NFL was the greatest experience for me. Because it taught me that I can function in a professional chaotic, never, never, ever not moving, always adapting, you know, world, but I'm okay with being, I'm okay with being famous because of, because of what I do, but not caring about being famous because of what I do.
2: It doesn't so. make you who you are. Nah. Well, uh, we'll finish this up because look like you got a beautiful home, beautiful family running around and behind you. I love it. And uh, let's we'll touch on Pitts, and we'll just talk about what you're doing now. So Kyle Pitts, out Archbishop Wood graduate out of Pennsylvania. Uh, I remember him going. I remember going to see him, my high school coach, when I was leaving Florida, and got medically disqualified. He says, "Bro, you got to come see this kid." Um, and he transferred in his junior and senior year to Florida. So I come and see him. He runs an out route, ten yard branch route, and he doesn't break stride. He accelerates out of it. And I looked at him. I said, that's a first round pick. He was a junior at the time. Again, it's not like, oh, I have some amazing football. eye. Anybody would have saw this man that big moving like that, run that route. So he runs the route. Uh, My fiance was at Florida. Uh, uh, She played the there. So I flew down all the time. I've seen, I saw him out of recruiting visits. We texted, hey man, tell me about this, that, you know, coach is still in the building. You know, tell me about what's going on here. Uh, You know, tell me. You know, what you think of, of Gainesville, I, you know, I told him I love the place, uh, wish I never had to leave, but wanted to play in the NFL, how to follow my dreams, right, how to do it. So Kyle Pitts uh, goes to Florida, equipment managers, a buddy of mine texted me, he said, yo, he is tearing up practice right now, I don't think they're going to redshirt him, this kid's just tearing up practice, he's going on from there to Beat, right the highest drafted tight end ever highest rated tight end ever all these things he's earned everything he's earned everything um and he's gonna have a great nfl career extremely happy for him he's in a great spot i can't wait to switch fl- switch jerseys with him when we play him um he'll probably have more catches in one game than i'll have the entire year next year but uh you know i know you're muted you muted because the family going on there but tell me a little bit about watching Kyle this year, doing a little radio and, and just what it was like watching 84, that, that blue run around.
0: When, when Kyle Pitts first come to Florida, we actually, I, I don't know how my producer was able to get him, but we, we interviewed him. Right. But you know, he, you know, you know, Kyle is Kyle's 17. I think he, I only think he's 21 yet.
2: He's young, man. Really yeah. young.
0: So, so, you know, I, I saw Kyle, you know, what happens is I try to keep up recruiting. They tell me who we got. I'll go look at him. I saw him at the Nike uh, elite seven on seven camp and he's, Kyle is smooth, man. Like, I'm like, dude, he don't – most tight ends, man, we're our hips because we either got – you know, we either got really big lower bodies or really, really, really thin upper bodies, right? So, we're trying to move yeah. this – I said, this dude.
2: No. He, he... He's just cruising.
0: Yeah, and I said – and I said what – the thing was, you know, I said the true freshman year, he, you know, he showed some glimpses up. Then yeah, you're talking about the sophomore year. I said, this dude. What he did against Ole Miss <laughs> – the opening, I said, dude, that's a that, that's a season. Two hundred. Whoa, whoa, he did what? Yeah, he had four touchdowns. He had 200 something yards.
2: That's a cool. season.
0: Mind you, I said, he's pulling away from the... When he did when he I said, Listen, when I run an option route, I got to really sell it. This dude, he's running a team, he coming and he's coming out, and the DBs are like, dude, and this is what I love about Kyle. Every time I see Kyle, he's deferring to a teammate, point oh, yeah. pointing to his teammates, you know, things of that nature. So the thing, the thing about it is, probably like you, he did not grow up a Florida fan. He's a Philly kid. This dude grew up, you know, Villanova, Pitt, Penn State. For us to get that dude, what I – look, Kyle Pitts went to the – every tight end has a man pool. Some of us get to put our feet in. Sometimes we get to get all the way in. Some of us can go to the deep end. He owns it. This is called Kyle's pool.
2: Kyle he owns, owns a whole pool. pool.
0: Yeah, he listen. he decide how much chlorine, pH level, he, he can do it. <laughs> he, he, he does it. He he does it. Now, this is the thing. So he's getting ready to get drafted. Uh the equipment, I mean, uh, Kevin, uh Kevin Campson down there, Florida, reach out to me, uh sound people. They say, hey Ben, Kyle Pitts probably gonna be the high draft of tight end, man. You want to do a voiceover for him? What am I gonna say? Nah, nah, that bum. no, nah, I'm not doing it. Man. No, they they give me the script, we do it. And they say, now listen, man, if he becomes the high draft of tight end, man, you know, we don't got to switch nothing up. And I go, "Are right, we're going through the script this down the third. And I'm just saying stuff out loud. I'm saying 6'6, oh. 245, 441 four, to 40. Longest wingspan. Come like, now I'm like, what? Mind you, I'm saying 6'6, 241, 245, 441. That's not regular. 441 is some of the fastest people on the planet, and he just happened to be a tight end. Number one, I'm happy he went to Florida, but this, I, I'm so proud of him because when he said, when people said, I mean, what would you describe? People call him a unicorn, they call him a mishmash, they call him a hybrid. He's a problem. I said, What's He problem? is a problem because Kyle Pitts makes other tight ends watch him. When a coach goes, I don't want you to do a Kyle pit. you want me to do I what?
2: You, you can't do it.
0: Can't. I said, Kyle Pitts called a goal route on Tyson Campbell, the starting corner for the floor, for Georgia, and he just out jumped him. Kyle Traz got to be a trophy candidate because he was throwing the pick. Man, look, I, man, Kyle Pitts is. Uh, I'm happy with Atlanta. You know, obviously, I'm an Atlanta fan growing up in the state of Georgia, uh, but I, I just, I just think that I don't know where this dude come from. I don't know why people think he's about to be the they're not, they ain't a bunch of Kyle Pitts walking around, man. I'm, and that's taking nothing away from Kelsey. That's taking nothing away from Kittle no. and Darren Waller and, and, and you know and uh, and uh you know and uh, and, uh those guys. But I what I what I love the most about Kyle is he know you can't do nothing with him. Like he goes, hey, look, no disrespect, right?
2: He's not man. even sweating when he plays.
0: Listen, and, and the thing, look, the, the, the other thing he did when he scored, he's doing, he is, he is, look, man, he, number one, I wasn't good enough to make it so that the 84 has to go to a tight end. He is. So if he yeah. goes, hey, man, the best tight end got the way to for, I mean, just like the number seven at LSU, right? It's it's one of those things to where people go, hey, Ben, I saw this kid. He looked like you. I said, I appreciate those compliments, but uh I was I got to college in 2000. This kid was born in 2000, so yeah. I, I'll take the credit for it. That's great. And he's wearing number eight, man. I Listen, man, I'm so happy for Kyle. And I'm happy, listen, I'm happy that Kyle Pierce is as great as he is. He's a part of a tight end legacy at the University of Florida. I like when they get to talk about him. They, they start talking about all the tight ends, man, because it had to be something about you, me, all of us that he saw that made him want to come. I guarantee you, they told him about you because they go, you like to hear anybody from this area? Yeah, not only has somebody come from this area, they come from your high school because I lived in New Jersey. I've been around cold before.
2: Palm yeah. trees, man, palm Ooh, trees. I'm listen, out.
0: I'm up there. I see black. I got to experience black ice, which is which is which is from the worst. The I got, to, but 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 because of Kyle. I, I believe the tight end position at the University of Florida will be a premium position now. So gamble, the Zipper, and all those guys there—they're going to have to, you know, carry it on. But uh, man, he's in the
2: Good class luck, guys. Zone, man. Good luck, boys. He's Good a, luck.
0: He's in the fast zone. That, that dude is in a lane that has no traffic in it.
2: Yes, he is. All right, we'll finish up, and you get to go get to, uh, hang with the kids and do the family stuff. Just plug what you're doing now, man. You're doing stuff with ESPN Radio. You're doing some speaking events. You're in philanthropy. You got a little bit going on. Just touch real quickly on what you're up to now. So where are people to find you on social media, and just talk about what you're doing.
0: Blessed enough to be able to work with two incredible gentlemen, Kevin uh, Kevin Thomas and BJ Bennett. Uh, on a, I am I am one of three co-hosts of Three and Out on ESPN Coastal.com. You can you can follow us on uh, at Pigskin Radio. We are on Monday through Friday. Uh, from 3 to 6, you can also uh, uh, go to the ESPN app. Go down, you know, go to all shows. Uh, I have my own children's book now. Uh, it's called Judy and John. www.judy. J-U-D-E-A-N-D John. J-O-N.com. So www.judyandjohn.com. Uh, the speaking, man. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> the speaking to me is my therapy. So when I'm on a stage and I'm talking to people, uh, it, it gives me a chance there to just talk life. Because people think people think, oh, we know is football, right? You, oh, you, yeah, yeah. Like I know a little something about life. Um, go to Being because True. of
2: football. know exactly. more about life because of football than anybody else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh
0: the, the book man. Just go to beingtrue 84com You know, I, I mean, I can speak to whomever, whenever. I've spoken to more people than I ever than I ever think I should. But my book is about to come out. It's going to be called Uncommon and Unfinished. It is a tribute to the people, places, and things that helped groom me, not just who I am now, but who I was back then and who I'm becoming. So the Ben Hardstocks I was telling you about, the, the Aaron Kennys I was telling you about, the, the Carlos Perez's from Hoboken, New Jersey. The reason why it's called Uncommon and Unfinished is because one of the first books I ever read was Tony Dungy's book called Uncommon. He said uncommon is, he says uncommon, I mean, no, he says uh, success is uncommon and won't be felt by the common man. I was like, okay, so... The philanthropy aspect of it is I have my own nonprofit called The Uncommon Crew. CRU is www.theuncommoncru.com. It's an enrichment program for, for high school boys. I, am, I don't believe in giving back. I believe in giving to. I'm giving to the same people that gave to me, whether they, whether they knew me or not. Because when my life is over, man, no one's going to be talking about John Mackey Awards, accolades. It's, okay, Ben, what did you do with your influence? Forget your celebrity. That fades. What did I do with my influence? So you're talking about the crew.com, judyandjohn.com, beingtruebaity4.com. Follow me on all social media outlets at beingtruebaity4. And I'm just going to enjoy this ride, Uh, Dale, man. I don't have any expectations, man, outside of as long as I get a chance. If I get the opportunity to do it, I'm doing it. I have no expectations of what I'm supposed to gain from it. And uh, when it comes to this book, I hope to write other books as well, but I want to introduce myself to people because, you know, how people think they know us. Never spoke to us. They'll say, I don't like how Dale looked in his interviews.
2: Well, he's tired. OK. OK, great.
0: So, you know what I'm saying? But I, but I, but I I am my my life. My life is a blessing, man, because, you know, it's not about how much money I make. It's not about, you know, type of car I drive, or house I live in. I know somebody told me this. They said, Ben, your destiny is attached to somebody else's. So what you do will decide what they do. I'm like, dude, that's how it goes. He said, you didn't know that your destiny was tied to Ron Zooks. I didn't because you, you picked Spurrier, yeah. So I don't take stuff for granted, man. I'm looking to be the best, you know, father, son, uncle, friend I can. That way, when people look back on me, I hope it's a bunch of stories. Like no, I I met Ben when he played football. No, I met him in Shands. No, I met him uh you know n- you know putting a hammer and nail in, in somebody's house. I met him at a grocery store. You know I met him you know because I'm all those things right. I'm not you know people said, Ben, how would you describe yourself? I said I can't do I can't do everything, but I'm a I'm a giving hell trying though. I, I like I can't I can't do it all. Plus. I get to meet people like yourself there like it's it's you let me know that you know somebody's watching right, and I want to make sure I make myself available with people like yourself to you know give you encouragement you know on your journey, man that way you realize, look man, if I play football and I just care about being a great teammate, man whatever happens I'm good listen, ten catches, no catches, you know, and I think that's what I had to get to now, like I'm always gonna be. You know, I'm always going to be 6'5". I'm always going to look like I play football no matter what. I'm walking through Barnes and Nobles. I don't look like an author. I look like security. <laughs> but but at the same time, I'm, I'm about to do this thing called, um, it's going to be called uh, the 84 Reasons Think Tank. I literally got 84 reasons why I do what I do. And the reason why I call it the 84 Reasons Think Tank is there aren't too many people like you and me, Dale, that get a chance to say we are professionals athletically. Most people, you're a professional, and a doctor or a lawyer. But I, so I, I want to, I want to pay it forward as much as I possibly can. So the eighty-four reasons think tank is going to be my next venture to where it's going to be coming to college campuses near you. I want to do it on college campuses because I feel as though I got something to bring to the table, man. At the end of the day, I'm just one beggar telling another beggar what the food is, and I don't, I don't need nothing for that, man. I don't need no, I don't need no big. You know, hoopla about me. Hey, man, what's up, Ben? What's up? You know how people meet you. What's up, Ben? What's up? And you like that's it. Like, like that's it. That's it. I don't sing the dance or none of that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm enjoying this ride, man. Big shout out to the homie BJ Bennett, who on the show with me. He's right. He's co authoring my, my book, Uncommon and Unfinished. Uh, to the uncommoncrew.com. I'm everywhere I've ever lived. So my son lives in Charlotte. So it's gonna be an uncommon crew there. And it's strictly gonna be men helping young men become. men. That's it. We just no no more, no less. We uh, you know, and hopefully, damn man, you know, when I come back to the y'all, um, Carolina's um, y'all y'all uh uh, uh oh, y'all sound got got to take y'all pictures and stuff. Black dude, young dude. I, I've interviewed him, Brandon. I've been Brandon. Him. <laughs> yeah, man, great it's, guy,
2: great guy. All
0: I'm saying is this:
2: he does a nice job, great work.
0: I was originally supposed to get drafted by the Carolina Panthers in 2004. I thought I was going to be a Carolina roster. I would have loved that. I would have been like Cam, but I would have been conflicted twice a year. I'm like, I got to go up against them boys that go Atlanta right there. Like I got, so that's my bit. You know, but uh, no, man, I'm I'm enjoying this ride. I I never would have thought that I would have as much fun away from football that I did when I was there. But I'm telling you, play as long as you can, be around the game as long as you can. But when it is over, Understand that I believe our lives, professor. That's when it begins, man. Because we get to be on both sides of it. So I never play as long as you can play, man. Enjoy this thing, man. Knock the hell out of them DNs and linebackers and safeties. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's over, just ask where the exit is. That you know, hey could you come? No, no, no. Go up to them, hey coach. Listen, can I talk to you? What? I appreciate it. I appreciate this opportunity. I appreciate uh, Luke Keekley walking away when people are like, Luke. Brandon, uh,
2: uh, Andrew Luck.
0: Andrew Luck. The um, 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 Willis. Uh, De Willis, uh, De Willis uh,
2: Patrick Willis. Patrick Beiners.
0: Willis. Because there's something to say about you, you have a great performance. On Barry Broadway. Sanders. Oh, my God. Calvin Johnson.
2: That's all I'm
0: saying is we all going to be forgotten. And, but you had your moment in the sun, man, enjoy it. That Carolina blue, y'all color schemes. It's nice. Ooh. My all blacks is nasty. But I, I, I'm rooting for you, man, man. You know, you give me a reason. Listen, I, I root for players more than teams, man, because, I, I'm, you know, if you went to Florida, I'm rooting for you. If you're from the state of Georgia, I'm rooting for you. And if I know about your story, I'm rooting for you. But, yeah, man, I, I want to see you enjoy this. But understand that I represent that when it's over, it's fine. Because... Your greatest potential has not been reached yet, Dale, because right now you under an infrastructure that you didn't create. You start creating your own, and you start seeing. I'm, I, I got. A, I'm already a children's book author. People buying this freaking book. I'm like, you want to buy me? Yeah, be, be, be buying. It. I'm telling you, man. I, I'm an author, philanthropist. You know what I'm saying? But as long as you know, just do this. You go from that. You go from you're an extension of that to that is an extension of you. Once it become an extension, man, you. They pay me to be myself on the radio every day, man. Don't listen to me for the analytics. I say stuff like, man, that dude, I don't know what's wrong with him. I, I'm not giving you the 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 Colin Coward super analytical. I'm saying things like, I'm saying things like, you don't think Cam Newton won the top 15 quarterbacks in the league? He's not <laughs> y'all crazy. Cam Newton got the most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. Now he can have a hundred rushing touchdowns if he wanted to. I said, just 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 throw everything else away. A hundred rushing touchdowns from a quarterback? Yeah, Ben, but he sucked last year. I said, how many regular season MVPs Drew Brees got? He zero. What about how many Phillip Rivers got? Zero. How many Ben Roethlisberger? Y'all don't want to do this. Y'all get caught up in the end result of the team. How many Carolina games you was watching before Cam Newton got there? Now you still watching? And he ain't that no more. That's what a franchise quarterback does. He gives you a reason to watch, a reason to not leave it. He he dressed like Captain Crunch. I, I get that part, but the man is a Hooper man. But man, I'm you know I'm, I'm rooting for you, man. Like I say, I mean my son is right up there in Valentine, and next time it. I'm up there, man, I'm gonna make sure we get together, man, because you, know, you
2: know. Absolutely, I want to get involved in what you're doing, and and I can't thank you enough for coming for coming on. Uncommon, unfinished, new book coming out. A man. Who walked away from the game on his own terms and, and is creating his own terms in, in life, which is fantastic. It's a breath of fresh air. And I know our listeners are going to love hearing from you, Ben. Go Gators. Go Panthers. Sorry, I know you're an Atlanta fan. No, no, go you Panthers
0: too. No, no, that's fine. I, I like the yeah. Panthers, man. I can, I can, no I can, You know how the end you, well, so you grew up in like, you know, you grew up in PA or whatever. So y'all, we, now, are you a Pittsburgh?
2: No, 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 no. So I was not an Eagles fan. No. Everyone of my neighbors, friends, family, diehards. I supported the team, but I had a family friend who was bounced around the NFL as a coach, Steelers, you know, Giants, all over, uh, Tim Lewis. So we were able to follow Tim. And, uh, and it, it helped me because I wasn't like, the Gators were the first team, were my first team. So when I got released on my scholarship, man, I was heartbroken. It took me some years to really work through that. But I'm, I'm back a Gator fan. You know, and then Kyle Pitts really helped me get back, but I support all the other programs and no nah, man, it's been quite the journey. I appreciate you coming on. Everyone's gonna it love happens, this. Good man. luck with everything, man. Anything you need from me here in Carolina, you got it. And uh love to get involved with what you're doing off the field. I really appreciate you coming on.
0: All right, man. Well, Dallas, yeah, man. This 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 is this is the first time, it won't be the last time, man. We are definitely gonna make it happen, man. Uh I'm looking forward to working with you, man. Listen, go Panthers, man. I, I listen, I played for the Titans, the Bucks, and the Raiders. I mean, I'm just saying, I can I can root for anybody want, I want, but when it listen, as long as you don't root for them dogs and Athens, oh man, you, you got no it. shot, no <laughs> shot. Right, Hello, my man,
2: Mark Webb. Mark Webb was my guy, okay, Archbishop okay. Wood, Archbishop okay. Wood. So okay. appreciate you, man. Appreciate, appreciate you, brother. It,